And now we're sitting here. Some of these restrictions are being lifted. And we're wondering, how do we get this weight off that we gained the last two years? People were drinking heavier. Depression went up. Suicide went up. Anxiety went up. Weight went up. Health went down. So this week, weight, extra weight is canceled. And that's what we're going to be focusing on. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Everyone is Canceled. My name is Dylan Randall, and I am your host. And today I have with me Captain Sir, Mr. John Morgan from the East Coast, Beast Coast. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good. Are you just going to add like a new prefix every time? Mm-hmm. I'm adding titles show? every time. We get we get to episode like 100-something. I cannot wait. It's going to be... It's going to be like the old woman in the fly song. <laughs> we live in a time now where you can be whatever you want just by saying it. So might as well go yeah. with it, right? Or partridge in a pear tree. Mm-hmm. You know, just keep adding stuff on. I love it. Just <laughs> do it. You have to start writing it down. Speaking of being whoever you want, this whole episode is going to be dedicated to not only health, but dieting. A lot of us kind of got fucking fat sitting in this pandemic Part of it was our fault, part of it wasn't. And uh, they're telling us to sit in our houses, don't do shit, eat potato chips, get this jab, and you're fine, you don't need to do anything else. And then we sit here, all of a sudden we weigh 40 pounds more, and like, wait, what just happened? I'm fat, I'm fat now. <laughs> I did what you told me you to do. You only gained 40 pounds? <laughs> 80 Bro. pounds, 100 pounds. This life hack there. So maybe listening to your government on every little thing isn't the absolute best thing to do. And now we're sitting here. Some of these restrictions are being lifted. And we're wondering, how do we get this weight off that we gained the last two years? People were drinking heavier. Depression went up. Suicide went up. Anxiety went up. Weight went up. Health went down. So this week, uh, weight, extra weight is canceled. And that's what we're going to be focusing on. I've been uh, really delving into the old school bodybuilding ethics, really uh, mantras of people like Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, seven-time Mr. Olympia. And if you don't know what Mr. Olympia is, it is the ultimate bodybuilding competition. You get the best bodybuilders in the world, about 20 of them, and they go head-to-head to compete for the greatest physique, that greatest classic Roman Spartan-looking physique, where it's not just size, but it's symmetry. It's the V-taper. Do do the muscles balance each other out? Do they look symmetrical? Do they look like a Roman statue, the statue of David? And that's how it started. Well, bodybuilding took this hit, where in the 70s, it was a little bit of steroids, but it was mostly working your ass off, training hard, right? And they looked great. Then it turned into this thing where even bodybuilders started looking like pregnant. And if that's what you want, that's fine. But I don't want to look pregnant. And even the bodybuilders of today started looking gross. They started taking like human growth hormone, insulin, all these things that distend their guts. It's called palumboism. It's a whole deal. And they they look horrible now. So I'm like, you know what? I want to look like Arnold. I want to look like Frank Zane, the three-time Mr. Olympia from 77 to 79. There was symmetry there. Uh, 
John, do me a favor and let's let's look up a picture of Frank Zane. Frank together. Zane. Frank Zane. F R A N K space Z A N E. And I encourage our audience to look this up with us. Go to images, Google. Images. Duck, duck, oh, he's go. a little guy. Look at that. That is the ideal statuesque body, right? And then I want you to look at something called modern bodybuilding. Modern. You should see one on the top left showing Arnold versus the current guys. But... um. If you look at these modern guys, even the bot, even the fitness enthusiasts of today, they look kind of gross. They don't look good anymore. Even the people who are oh, supposed this, to be in shape. This is one of a guy next to Frank Zane. Beautiful. That, that's a great it's one to crazy. compare to. And it just it doesn't look good in my mind. You see what I'm saying? Do you kind of see that the distended it's gut? It's almost like two bulky yeah and there's no symmetry there they look unhealthy frank zane you go back to him he looks he looks healthy he looks like he's got vitality he looks like he could play soccer go surfing do what he wanted to do they're monsters yeah and so today we don't have these people like arnold or frank zane even the people who are supposed to be in shape even you know the mr olympias used to represent a bigger crowd of people who would see fitness as something to aspire to. Now people see it, and it's like, hey, I don't want to do that. I always felt Mr. Olympia was supposed to represent health. So I've been digging into, okay, what made Frank Zane look like that? What made Arnold look like that? And I've been really learning about diet and cutting down. I've been cutting down. I've cut down about uh, 10 pounds so far in the past four weeks myself. And... Um, I got to tell you, it's it's a lot easier to do than I think people would would think it is. And John, I know you're getting into your health journey yourself, and I thought you yeah. could create a great bridge between myself, who has a personal training certification. I've done some bodybuilding photo shoots. It's kind of my deal. And you, who are, you know, you've been in and out of this whole deal, but you're really trying to enter it now. I think a lot of people could relate to your perspective. So would you like to inform people of, of where you're at, what you're trying to do, what your goals are, and kind of what's happened these yeah, past right. couple of years for you? Yeah. I, I think <clears throat> there was a huge transition period from when I was like uh, beginning of my vitality, like when you're 16, right? right. So starting 16 to about 25 you really there's not much you can do wrong i mean if you're doing something um yeah i mean your your hormones are are shaping your body so if you harness those at all in that age time it's it's you literally can't mess it up but from 25 to i'm at i'm 41 now uh i've you know it's been ups and downs i think at my heaviest i was probably like I was under 250, but I was probably 245. And what's your height? 48. Six foot. Right on. You know, six one if I if I really stretch it out. Mm. Um, um, it's just super. That's super unhealthy. Like I wasn't. I wasn't like morbidly obese or anything like that. But you definitely feel it. 
Uh, I I changed my diet up, and uh, and I dropped down to about 220. Um, and then life happened. Um, I had kids. Uh, my I took on more responsibilities at work. Um, just well, just life, just life things, and I just got away from it. And it, my weight would go up and down. I generally gain weight in the winter time, and uh, and and lose weight in the summertime. Everything is just you know activity based. Um, but it seems like uh, diet really is eighty percent of all weight loss. Like what you eat, when you eat it, and how much of it you eat. And that's kind of like, that's my challenge, you know, is my, is my diet. And I think it's a big challenge for everybody. We talked, you and uh, Michaela covered it, um, you know, from, from one aspect of it a couple episodes ago when you guys were talking about um, glyphosate. Glyphosate, um, right. But it's, yeah, glyphosate. Uh, but it, uh, it's really hard to know where to buy your food, um, what food to buy, and uh, and then you know how to arrange that in recipes. And like my wife, you know, Meg is oh man, she's such a good cook, such a good cook. Um, and then, but then you know the stuff that she cooks is great. The stuff I find to eat on my own, maybe not so much. Uh, as far as exercise goes, uh, I just had you create a uh, a fictional um, workout schedule for me. Because this whole show is fictional. It. Anything we've said or are saying yeah. now is fictional. It's an oral artistic dance. Listen to your doctor. Obey the laws in your country. <laughs> yep, and um, and it's great. You know, I had to I had to do some research because you know a couple of those. Um, exercises I, I wasn't really familiar with. Um, my uh, my procrastination justification is that, uh, well, one, I, I refuse to go to the gym. We, we could probably talk about that later. Uh, but secondly, the, the place where I do most of my work is the barn. And right now, it's in a state of flux. It's, it, it's an organized mess um, because I'm I'm trying to update it, mm-hmm. and so there's very little floor space right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, the past couple of weeks, I have been working to try and carve out, you know, a five by five area where I can just <laughs> stand with my bar and and get some of these things accomplished. Mm-hmm. But that's a, that's about where I am now. I'm, I'm I think the last time I got weighed at the doctor's, I was two. 37 mm-hmm. 237 six foot I'm strong but uh, I, I am not uh, you know your Greek statue by any means well the beautiful thing is that you're alive you're breathing and uh, you're healthy enough thank God and fortunate enough to be able to move your body still I think it was Seneca that said yeah. it is a shame for a man to grow old and to not see the full potential of his body and Socrates. Socrates, thank you. I know I sent it to you. I was hoping you'd chime in there. Socrates. Mm. And I that one really has always stuck with me. Thankfully, you know, my dad worked a dangerous job growing up. So he always kind of pointed to me because, you know, he didn't know if he was going to be around a lot. 
Um, he always kind of pointed to me, look, you know, Arnold, he's the guy to listen to. Kind of showed me his movies, bring up things that Arnold has said. And I was fortunate enough, John, you too, um, is multi-generational, to have Arnold and Sylvester Stallone, John claude Van Damme, uh, people like this to kind of look up to, these these icons that represent this healthy masculine energy that both women and men can benefit from. And I feel like we've kind of lost that a little bit. Sure, there's people like Chris Heming, Hem, excuse me, Chris Hem, Hemingworth, Hemsworth, um, who's in good shape, but I don't have that same feeling that I would get from Arnold or Sly, you know? So I grew up seeing these guys to motivate me I ended up bodybuilding a little bit myself, getting a personal training certification, and I saw that it's not about the knowledge you have, it's about helping people feel understood. You know, I could give somebody a program like I gave you, John, and what what we did with you is, is we just gave you a two-day a week, maybe 20-minute workout. I could give you five days a week, an hour, workout each, but nobody's going to follow that. So I think the, the key here for you and for everyone listening is to start small. What are you going to do, right? If you look up these great perfect plans online, you're probably not going to do them. But finding that balance of what you can actually see yourself doing is really important in my mind. So getting into that, I, I've really been going back to these old school ethics of Arnold and Frank Zane and what it basically comes down to, and I think a lot of people can afford to lose a few pounds, they've shown in studies that just dropping 10 pounds can drastically reduce your blood pressure. Blood pressure is a, is a big weight thing. You could feel happier. Hmm. But a few things that we need to go over and understand here is that it really comes down to calories, calories out. Calories in, calories out. Seco, they call it. And a place you could start is you type in BMR calculator online. Basal metabolic rate. And a basal metabolic rate is the calories you burn if you laid still all day but you were awake. It's your base calorie burning efficiency. So it's free. I'd encourage everyone who can to go online right now, type in BMR calculator. You put in your height, you put in your weight, you put in your age, and you put in your activity levels. And that will show you your daily caloric intake. So let's say your daily calorie intake is uh, 3,000 calories a day. You can track your, your nutrients. It says it right there in the box, and you could eat 2,900 calories every single day. If you just eat 100 calories under your BMR every day for a year, just 100 calories, that's a bagel. You will lose 10 pounds in a year, 10 pounds of fat. Now, if you're working out at the same time, you're burning more calories, the food that you do eat all day is going towards repairing those muscles, repairing your body, not just to fat storage. And so I think it's not just diet, I think it's a balance. If you can do diet and working out, that means the food that you do eat, you're burning more calories, so even if you ate the same amount of food, you have a lower uh, caloric intake because you're a lot of that is being burned for energy and also going towards muscle for repair, right? Mm. So I think what I really respect about Arnold and Frank Zane is they didn't have the technology these bodybuilders have today. These bodybuilders now, they're literally taking these, these uh, thyroid uh, medications like clenbuterol and these things that mess with their thyroids 
make them hyperactive, and they burn fat without having to do anything. It's lazy. It's lazy in my opinion. You're taking a pill, it messes up your thyroid and hormone health long-term to be able to burn fat without moving. Whereas Arnold and Frank Zane, they did hundreds of sit-ups every single day. Arnold said he was purposely in an overtrained state where he wasn't hurting himself, were meant to move all day, but he was working hard. He would go to the gym for five hours a day. I don't recommend you do that. He was on steroids, but he was going to the gym every day. He'd run a couple miles at the beach. He'd ride his bike around to get to places. He ate steak and eggs, right? He had good whole foods, high protein, and he looked great and he was healthy. So I think the key here is to find the foods that you enjoy to eat. A good diet is a diet that you will stick with. It can taste good. I eat phenomenally, and I'm losing weight. I mean, I, I'm pretty sculpted right now, and I feel like I'm cheating because I'm eating food that's delicious. I have abs. You know, I'm, I'm probably single-digit body fat at this point. And it's so easy to do, I felt, with all this research, I wanted to share it with the world. So, John, from your perspective, if somebody's trying to make a change... In your yeah. mind, for you, what's the easiest, what's the first thing you want to change? Is it your diet first? Do you just want to start working out first? Does it seem hard to do both at the same time? What is an approachable yeah. way to actually take action in your mind for you? Well, I, I did, I just did the BMR calculator, right? Beautiful. So for me, I, I put in, I put in, I'm 41, um, six feet high. I mean, I'm six feet. Um, I put in 240 for my weight. I think I'm below that, but you know, I, for the uh, to get the best reading, I'm just gonna shoot high, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it came out as uh, 2,032 calories a day. What was your activity level you input there? Um, it didn't ask me for one. Let's see. I have one I used just yesterday. It, underneath the result, it gives me a a, a chart. Where it says uh, sedentary, little or no exercise is twenty four hundred calories. Oh yes, exercise one to three times a week, uh, twenty eight hundred calories. I um, mean, they they define exercise, intense exercise, and very intense exercise. Um, I'm gonna exercise like my job. You know, when I'm working, you know, if I'm not running the boat, if I'm working on deck, then I I definitely get plenty of exercise walking up and down the deck. Um, um, but uh, it's it's pretty eye opening if if you're not doing and if you're not doing anything like two thousand calories a day that's what you get hmm. that when you start counting your calories and when the things that you eat you're gonna find you it will it will blow your I hate counting calories because this is so depressing but if you do it and you know just do it for a day and you know don't like cheat yourself. You know, don't, don't just be, it's in, be honest with yourself. You can be humble. You can make a change in your life. But if you're not honest with yourself about things that you like eating, um, the things that you eat on a regular basis, um, and your intent, if you're not honest about that stuff, you're not going to go anywhere. Well, it can make you a better person, right? It can, it can help you. Like Arnold said, bodybuilding helped him become a millionaire and a successful businessman. It really can translate to a lot of other places. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. But like from a from a beginning standpoint, mm -hmm. like if you're not going to be honest with the, yourself about about you know including those donuts and the pizza 
and that kind of stuff in your diet or even like the things you grab on the go a granola bar or you know a handful of cookies on the way out the door um, it's okay it's, it's okay a lot of times you can have that stuff but you need to be doing the exercise or the intense exercise or the very intense exercise mm-hmm. to offset that stuff you need to burn those calories off and you need to know how much how many calories you're consuming so that you can know how many calories that you need to burn and then once you realize how hard you have to work to burn those calories off that will encourage you to be more mindful about the things you eat on a Monday through Friday basis. Love it. Love that. Um, and then don't, don't for all things glorious. And I, and I don't mean to hammer small business. Don't get a gym membership. Just don't do it. Is if, unless it's like, Unless you it's love like going it, to unless co- you enjoy it. It's like going it, to college, you know? Right? It's like going to college. If you don't know why you're going to college, don't go to college. It's a huge waste of money. Right. It's expensive. Right? If if you if you're going to get a gym membership, it's because you you know what you want to do there. And it and the gym offers you the tools that you don't have at home to get that done. Mhm. Right? There's a commitment level there. If, 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 you have a, if you just go out and get a gym membership, like everybody does on January 1st, what all you're going to do is, is really um, hamstring your motivation because you're, you're going to miss a day here and you'll miss a day there, and then, and then you just get down on yourself. Look, there's plenty of ways to get exercise without getting a gym membership. Amen. Like some of the things you have set up for me, I can totally do at home. Like this afternoon, I have 10 80-pound bags of concrete to move to my basement. Love it. That's, that's going to take me at least 20 minutes. And that's going to be 20 minutes of intense exercise, which is, well, this is 45 to 120 minutes of elevated heart rate. It's not going to be intense, but it's going to take – but I, I'm going to burn a lot of calories doing that. You are. And – I'm going to be getting a lot of muscle exercise in that, you know, strength training. Mm-hmm. And because I have a bad lower back and I've already had one hernia surgery, I'm, you know, it carrying that much weight forces me to work on my form. I have to use um, my legs and my abs and uh, my shoulder muscles when I pick stuff up or I could really hurt myself. So, you know, being... <laughs> Being young and working out, you get away with a lot. Being old and working out, I think there's a lot of wisdom in knowing your body and being able to use muscle groups um, in very particular ways. It just it's just better for you if you can focus on your form rather than just you know going to the gym grabbing weights that are way too heavy and injuring yourself. Beautifully put. A lot of the best bodybuilders, John. I love that you said this. Say, you know when to end a set. It's when your form starts giving out. The second you can't use good form anymore, your set's done. You've done as many reps as you can do with good form. You put the weight down, and you pick it up when you can do good form again. That's when you know your set's done. I love that, John. So coming from your perspective, and I love that you've also pointed out when you're doing your BMR, which I encourage everyone to do, write it down, uh, you want to incorporate what you're doing at your job. Are you at a desk job? Are you in construction work at the other end of the the spectrum, what's your activity level? 
John, your program is two days a week, and you work a pretty yep. laborious job. So I'd say the two to three days, you're probably between the two to three days and the four to five days of activity level, somewhere in between there. Yeah, it's just, like I said, the winter is tough for me. There's there's not a ton to do outside. I'm, I'm much more of a, a worker than a you know an exerciser. Like I, I hate exercising for the sake of exercising. Like I, I, I don't mind running if I have to a reason to run, mm-hmm. and I, I don't get in trouble with the police anymore, and I tend not to uh, bump into any animals that want to eat me. Mm-hmm. So my running is way down. <laughs> uh, but, um, but picking things up and putting things down that is in my wheelhouse. You know, I, there's a lot of projects around the house. Um, and, and really what I noticed this past summer, you know, cutting wood and, uh, and stacking it and moving it around and, uh, moving rocks and stuff. Um, it's, it's less about what you're doing and more about sweating. Like mm. don't exercise so that you can, you know, I, I love, I, I love watching people pick out like their, their workout clothes. Like people get dressed up to go to the gym. Right. Right. Uh, you're you're missing the point. You you're when you're exercising, you should be smelly and dirty and sweating. Something's and wrong if you're is, not. That is good exercising. This is fascinating to me, John. I think a lot of people are in your boat. So, a lot of people see working out. They don't like to work out to work out. Um, Arnold, in an interview, stated that when he works out. It is a meditation for him. His his mind, if he's working out a bicep, his mind is in that boss, that bicep. And it's very much where I sit. So I, I wonder if this could help. Rather than seeing working out for the sake of working out, a lot of people, they want to take on an art project. They want to take on meditation, right? They, it seems kind of cool to them, maybe some more than others. But I know for a fact, and there's studies that back this, that meditation and performing art like uh, sculpting does a lot for human happiness, finding out who they are and even helping the hormones, lowering cortisol, stress hormone, um, making people feel more at peace, be happier throughout the whole day. Even an hour of art can help you feel better for three days after. So Mm. what I'm curious is if people can take a different perspective of I'm not working out to work out. I'm working out because I'm picking up a sculpting project like Arnold did. I'm meditating. Right. So when you see it as you're meditating and you're performing art, your body is so precious to you because you get this one body that God gave to you. And when you see it as, oh, I'm sculpting this. My pecs, they look a little flabby or they're a little bit smaller than my shoulders. I'm going to build them up. I'm going to slap some clay onto there. I'm going to tighten them up and reduce the fat. When you start seeing your body is a lifelong art project. And when you're working out, you're making that mind-muscle connection of meditation. I'm curious to see if if people can just find a way to get there, if that could really help them and help them see it in a different lens, including you. Oh, this is an exercise. I'm starting to see what Arnold saw in this now. This is actually kind of addicting. Well, I think, you know, that's the the dark side of bodybuilding, right? Is that uh, it can very very much become uh, body dysmorphia the same as anorexia. 
Uh, you want it to I be think, healthy. You want it to be yeah, healthy. I think. I think you always have to be careful about um, about your in your intended investment, right? It, you know, if it is becoming an addiction, then you, you might have to do some self reflection or or ask for help. Oh man, please, <laughs> my people, please do not ever think that you can't ask for help. Or at least be like, or at least ask for advice. You know, the right. people that you see the most, just be like, "Hey, I've started this thing, and I'm just curious. Do you think, do you think I'm doing it too much? Or since I've started it, you know, have what changes about me have you noticed? And then just see what they say. And if they, they if they say things like, "Well, you know, you're you're distant, and all you talk about is, you know." your body and your exercising and and you you know it should be like the response should be something along along the lines of well you know since you started doing this you're way more pleasant to be around like i don't know what you're doing but maybe we could do it together sometime because whatever it is it's working for you and i could use that in my life too that's the response you want to get so no, Arnold had. Be he was like, a magnetic person, and he was the best in the world. I think he showed that you can be, quote unquote, addicted to something. It's like art. Like you could be addicted to doing art. You could call it that, but it's not the same thing as being addicted to crack. It be addiction is a mentality, but at the same time, you know, you can really enjoy doing something where it's part of your lifeblood. You were born to do this. It's God gifted yeah. you with this passion, and so you could use the word addiction, but. Let's not get it confused with being a crackhead. Well, put right, yeah, right. You have to put the word in context, right? And I, let's be honest: this country would be a lot healthier if people were addicted to working out. It's a problem that I see more of an, an excuse to not do anything rather than, oh, I'll yeah. risk addiction to working out. <laughs> I think it's a safe gamble to take in this heart disease rampant country. Um, you know, everything in moderation. The thing is, is you can enjoy doing something where it is all you think about uh, to a certain level. But if it's eating at you or if it's negative, that's never good. You want it to drive you. When I think of bodybuilding, I think, man, this makes me want to be better at everything in life. I'm journaling in the morning right. now about my reflections. I'm doing art on my tablet. I'm coloring. I, I'm thinking about how can I make this podcast better? You realize the same way you can build your body you can build everything else. You can build your mind. You can build your spirit. I, I have a connection with God that builds from from within through my own means. And I think that is the base of me being able to build my body, me being able to do art. Um, and I think a connection to the divine, to God, is the base of all of that. And really that's brought me to this journey, having faith, being in tune with what is intended for me. I didn't create this body. I am grateful for it, and I don't want to disrespect it by eating junk food and not seeing what it is capable of. I've been blessed with this beautiful thing. I should I should respect it. So I think I think finding a way that can get people to respect their bodies is really my goal here. Um, and coming back to our original question, do you think someone in your position? Do you think diet is the first thing you would want to tackle, or do you think it's a workout program? What do no. you think is is the easiest thing for no. people to step into. Diet's tough. You're talking tough. about, and I hate that. I, it's a misused word, right? The, 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 the diet 
that we're talking about is not something that you're going on. The diet that we're talking about is the food that you consume on a regular basis. We're talking about your actual physical diet, not some, not some floofy, trendy, you know, food scheme that you go on for two weeks and lose 30 pounds and end up sick. Right. That's not, that's not the diet that we're talking about. We're talking about like the diet that you and I are talking about are our actual food decisions, recipe changes, pantry changes, refrigerator changes. And I, I think, I really think those need to um, take a little bit more time, right? You, you can get a lot of the changes that you need in your diet um, over, over time as you try things, right? Um, as you, as you, as your body, as exercise starts to change your body, you'll get hungrier. The foods, if you're eating empty calories, um, you're like, you know, if you're eating junk food, you're always going to be hungry because there's no, there's no sustenance in junk food. It just tastes good. It's palatable. Um, you're going to be looking for, you'll start looking for foods that, that fill you up, um, that give you that satisfied feeling. And then, and then, you know, don't look for, don't, don't look, don't Google diets. Start looking for recipes, um, things that you want to make, uh, meals that you want to cook for yourself. Well, is that what you can see yourself doing? Yeah, that's where it starts. Like I mean, if you were you encouraged start, to eat maybe a little bit you, more lean chicken and maybe a little bit less bread, does that seem realistic for you to start, say, this like today, hypothetically? Yeah, change your recipe book, and your recipe book will change your refrigerator and your pantry, right? Start When you start making foods that require different ingredients than what you have, then that change will occur naturally. If it's there, you'll eat it. But you have to find... You have to find things that you're going to want to eat, too. Right. A like good diet's one you know, you'll stick with. 95% of people right. fail their diets because it tastes like poop. It, it's not sustainable, <laughs> you know. And right. here's the thing with food. So it sounds like you're saying diet is something that you could see yourself being a, a good first step for people. So maybe start somewhere small. Like, hey, maybe add a little bit more chicken. Maybe go easy on the donuts you get or the heavy sugar drink from Starbucks every morning. Maybe make your own coffee and drink it with a little bit less creamer. Um, yeah, I think that's the key, right? Small I think that changes. the key to the American diet is slowly eliminating the sugar. Mm-hmm. And here's the Our thing about diet. Our foods are saturated with sugar. They are. And sugar, it quickly goes to fat. Um, whereas protein, it has a high thermogenic effect, meaning the calories it takes to use it, to burn it. So if you're eating a high protein diet, it is very hard for your body to turn protein into fat. It takes your body a lot of work. So a rule I like to say for people trying to fix their diet is add up your calories. And if you're, my general rule is, and here's a free one for you guys, that's why I'm here. If you can get 60%, you add up your BMR, you look at your activity levels, you're working out maybe twice a week like John, Anybody who wants the program, I will give it to you for free. It's fictional. Talk to your doctor. Get their permission first. But if you want it, email me. I'll send it to you for free. Everyone's canceled workout twice a week. But let's say you're working out twice a week like John and you have your calorie intake down. Um, I would say get 60% of your calories from protein, lean proteins like chicken, low-fat beef, 
and then get 20% from fat and 20% from carbohydrates. Because your body isn't going to turn protein into fat. It's going to burn more calories just from your diet. You could sit there, not change a thing, and you're going to be burning more calories just because of the work it takes for your body to turn protein into things. It's going, to tor- it's going towards repairing your body. Whereas if you eat fat, guess what? It doesn't ha- your body doesn't have to change it into anything. It's just, <laughs> right? I mean, it doesn't take mm. any calories. It doesn't need to convert it. It's already fat. So it goes to fat, right? <laughs> I mean, that's the one-to-one <laughs> one ratio. Right. So if you can keep 60% protein, oh boy, you're going to be burning higher calories just from that. And if you're working yeah. out on top of that, boom, you're burning more calories from your diet just sitting there, not even doing anything. Right. It's like cheating. It's fun. You're like, hey, this is kind of, this is easier than I thought. You skip the bagel. You eat a chicken breast instead. Guess what? I like to put Louisiana hot sauce on it. It's got zero carbs. It's got peppers and vinegar, both good things for you. No glyphosate that I know of. It's very. It's three ingredients, salt, vinegar, peppers, aged peppers. And I put that Louisiana hot sauce on some organic rice, a quarter of a cup of rice. I shred up my chicken. I put some salt on it, some Louisiana hot sauce, maybe a little bit of bone broth in there. Oh, my gosh. Michaela was smelling it last night, and she had to t- steal some from me because it smelled like restaurant food. <laughs> she couldn't believe how good it smelled. She's like, I'm going to get some chicken. This is freaking good. And that's a bodybuilding <laughs> meal. That meal is making me lose fat. Can you believe that? It's insane. So you can enjoy your food and, and feel yeah. good. And protein is satiating. That's another thing. When you have more protein, you're more satiated. Like John said, if you're eating carbs, it's going to go right through you. It's going to turn to fat, and your body's going to want more in an hour. That's what carbs do. Carbs are good for glycogen stores. They store in your liver primarily and in your muscles. So they give you that pump when you're working out. You want a little bit of carbs. But just keep it at 20%. And, you know, when you write it down on paper, it's easier than you think it is. You got the nutrient labels right there in the box. You can add it up pretty easily. So I, from what it's sounding like, John, an easy change for people, and I really like your perspective because you're in the trough of this right now, you're in the trenches, is maybe you just make some slow dietary changes, maybe a little bit more chicken, maybe a little bit less bagel, and maybe try working yeah. out, what, once or twice a week? Does that feel doable for a lot of people getting into this? Well, I, you, you should, you should um, your goal should be to move around every day, right? Like you need to get up and go for a walk or go for, uh, you know, a short hike or, you know, if you're in a city, you, know, you go for a walk around the block. Um, you should be moving every, every day doing something. But then, you know, a couple times a week, yeah, get out, break a sweat, go do something. Um, if, if you haven't found something, our bodies are designed for movement. So if you haven't found an activity that you like to do it's because you haven't tried enough activities you know if if uh if price point is uh, is an issue for you there there are a myriad of ways uh to do the same activities that you see you know let's say like rock climbing or you know or the uh, the wall climbing those places are expensive to go to but you can achieve the same thing with um with some friends um you don't have to, and, you know, don't do stuff alone. You know, an accountability partner is, is really a good way to go. Some friends be like, look, man, I'm looking at, I'm looking to lose about 15 pounds. You want to do it with me? You want to lose 15 pounds with me? And, 
you've instantly created an accountability partner and you're going to uh, bolster your relationship with that person. You're going to be spending time together. So yeah, exercise, you know, good, solid, sweaty exercise a couple times a week and then grab like three or four recipes that you're interested in trying and then do those four recipes throughout the week. Don't, don't worry about, just don't worry, just stop worrying about failing. I was listening to uh, Steve Harvey on an Instagram reel the other day and I, I probably listened to it 20 times. I mean, it was, it was staggering. And basically what he was saying was, you are going to fail way more than you succeed. It's the way the system is built. Every time you fail, you learn something. Every time you fail, you move closer to being successful. And generally, people don't write down your failures. They only write down your successes. And so you only really need to be successful once. And then he made a comparison to Michael Jordan. You know, he had like 942 um, game-winning shots and missed 700 and made 142. Right, but they only wrote about the 142. So don't stop worrying about failing at, at anything. This is not about failure. This is about getting yourself to a point where you're not anxious or depressed anymore you're comfortable with your body you're not thinking about you know whether or not your clothes fit it's not even about self-esteem this is just about you this is about wellness this is extends f to depths far greater than your your self-esteem or your uh you know your um how you see yourself you right. have an opportunity here to be well. Right. You know, I think these things are good. I, I think they're part of the equation. What What is interesting to me and even frustrating is you can give people all the good advice in the world. You can, you can say these things that are motivational. And it gets to some people, but the vast majority of people, they try and they fail over and over again. And I'm really interested in boosting those numbers up. This country used to be more fit as a whole. And we're mm. under psychological warfare from these cereal companies, uh, corporatism, the the pharmaceutical industry, our very own doctors can harm us. So, you know, hypothetically, it's been documented. So we have to take our health into our own hands. And I'm interested, I'm interested in what works, what gets people from A to B. And I think people I know people need to take more responsibility for themselves. And hmm. and when you can really think about what do I want? Do I do I want something that I think tastes good for 2 minutes and then feel like crap all day or do I want to eat food that tastes good and feel good all day from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep. It's like you can have the best of both worlds. It just takes a little bit of education. And the work is something I think we need to change our minds around. Rather than seeing, it's like excitement and anxiety. It's the same thing. When you have a big speech coming up, when you feel anxious, a lot of successful speakers say, they, oh, I'm not anxious, I'm excited. And when you swap those words out, you realize it's the same feeling. 
It's just your perspective. When you start not fearing the work and you start seeing it as, oh, this is exciting. I'm going to learn something. And you start training your brain. And you'll notice it's hard at first. You'll have less energy. But the more you start training your brain, sitting down with the math, calculating your BMR, take took John. He did it on air. He did it on air. Figured it out. <laughs> you know, it, you could do it. And then you start getting confidence. Like, wait, I can, I can do this. This isn't beyond me. I could do this. I could I can cut one bagel out a day. Oh wait, I've gained I gained 10 pounds last year and I just realized it's because I'm eating one bagel a day. I I've only been 100 calories over my BMR, but that equaled 10 pounds of weight gain this year. Shoot, I'm just going right. to cut that bagel out and exercise and I'll lose those 10 pounds and gain muscle. It was one bagel that did that to me every day. That's all it was. This is easier than I thought. I don't need to eat no, dry rice and dry chicken and green beans. I just cut that one bagel out <laughs> and I add some hot sauce to my chicken. It tastes phenomenal. I'll make a I'll make a burrito out of it. You know, there's things you right. can do. It's easier than you think, and you'll feel good putting the work in. And you know, lifting weights. Oh my gosh, when I'm done lifting weights and I push my body and I see what it's capable of beyond what I thought. And like John says, move your body every day. It's what we were designed to do. I feel so good all day. I look forward to my workout. I wear it down. I actually have more energy afterwards. It's so good. And that's the thing. When you work out, it's not an if, and, or when. It's, it, it is going to happen. Your body is going to release dopamine. It is going to release these endorphins. You will feel better. It's like forcing yourself to feel better. You're picking things up and putting them down and you're feeling better right. for it. And it's such a nice way to, man, I don't feel good right now. Go outside, get some sun, work out, get some vitamin D. You will feel better. And so this is kind of a wake-up call. I wanted to give some guidance. I thought John and I create, could create a great gap as him and I are training together. We're both trying yeah. to improve our lives. I'm trying to improve my life every day, be better than I was yesterday. John's doing the same thing. And I think that bridge can be beneficial to many. So check out the BMR calculator. See where you're at. Even if it's one day a week, if you, were, if you weren't working out at all, guess what? That is 52 times a year that you're working out that you weren't last year. Yeah. You know, and that, that's 365 bagels that you didn't eat that year, if that was all that it took to gain the weight. Often, more often than not, I've seen, it is just a small amount of calories, like that extra bagel people are having that's caused all this weight gain. You do that for 10 years, yeah. one extra bagel, 100 calories over your BMR for 10 years, that's 100 pounds. You could be 300 pounds because of one bagel for 10 years. It's easier than you think, folks. I, I, I really yeah, right. I love you guys, and I, I hope you reach out to me. Everyone is canceled. Uh, 1L, spelled the right way on Instagram. Reach out to me. Tell me your success stories. Tell me where you're at if you would like. I'd love to hear it. I know John would too. So, and I really encourage, we are what we eat, right? Well, it's the same with things we consume. On Instagram, are you following food pages that is just junk food? Maybe unfollow five food pages and follow five fitness pages like Arnold, Frank Zane. Start looking up interviews on YouTube. Not of these, maybe don't look up these interviews of these fake fashion people or whatever you want to call it. Fashion's cool, but getting away from that 
you know, that fake shit and look up maybe an interview of how Arnold became successful or Frank Zane. Just start feeding yourself with different information and see how it feels. Maybe it's for you, maybe it's not. But what I'm getting at is find the thing that motivates you to be your best self. Don't worship these false idols in people. Don't don't follow people that don't do good things for you. Follow sources that make you a better person. You know, for me, that is listening to the people that I look up to like Arnold. They make me want to be better. So if you can follow people on your Instagram page where you, you do open up your social media, it's like food. We're not telling you not to eat good food. We're not telling you not to go on Instagram. Just go on Instagram and consume good food. When you, when you have your plate, consume good food, right? Spend your time doing things that make you feel good and your family and those around you will thank you for it. Like John said, they'll be one. Yeah. They'll say, well, I want to be what you're on. What are you doing? You've changed. What is it? It's, it's, it's not hard to do. Right. The, uh, the, the fitness account that I follow is uh, Noel Dezel underscore bodybuilder. That guy's awesome. <laughs> yeah. he, he he's a modern bodybuilder, right? He's a right. he's a giant. He's an absolute giant. He right? is, but he's has he has such a gentle way about him, especially when he's explaining about why you should be out there, you know, uh, strength training and enjoying it and doing it for yourself. And he's kind of funny too. He's got some funny stuff. He's he it's is. just it's an account to get you motivated to be healthier and to laugh. Because laughing burns a tremendous amount of calories. Yeah, I would say follow him. If you don't know who to follow, that guy, he's modern. He's posting modern stuff. He uses the science, his personal experience. He's funny. And uh, he's very entertaining. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. I think what we're getting to here is stick to things that you enjoy. Stick to the diet, whether it's Instagram or food that you are going to, to stay with, that will stay with you, that you love, the meals that you look forward to. I believe in you guys. I hope you have fun. I hope it turns into an art form for you. I, I hope you guys continue to improve every week. I wanted to put some good into the world. This was me trying to do my best. John, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, you really Thanks put yourself out me. there, man. You used yourself as an example, and I appreciate that takes courage i'm a fat guy in a little <laughs> jacket <laughs> but when i'm done i'm going to be bench pressing my tractor yeah so. yeah i love you guys be sure to follow me everyone is canceled on instagram i'm also on tiktok every the word then the number one is canceled every the number one is canceled have a great week, people, and I will see you next Monday on Everyone is Canceled. Good night. I'm like, you know what? I want to look like Arnold.